All right, guys. Welcome back. It's Thursday. That means it's podcast time. Yes. (laughs) Um, Jason and I were talking about something I'm calling golden hour. Um, Like kind of trying to leverage kids' excitement between Thanksgiving and Christmas. It's like a short three-week chunk of time. And so... Maybe looking at the types of assignments, the types of work that we're asking kids to do um, to play on that excitement versus fighting against it and driving ourselves crazy. And so we were talking about some ideas of things that you could do, um, some ways to kind of capture kids' engagement and just use that to our advantage. It is a unique time of year. It's quick. It feels like it's going to go take forever, and then you blink, and it's over, and you're like, oh, my gosh, dude, was that a wreck? What was that? <laughs> what, like, just what just happened to me? <laughs> and it can, it can seem really long if the kids aren't really responding to what you're asking them to do. Um, sometimes we feel like we can hold stuff over their heads, like, we have a big project coming up or there's a thing or there's a big test and um, I think that can backfire on us if we're definitely not careful grades don't really feel like it's a pseudo motivator feel like it motivates people but it doesn't they don't really deep down motivate us I think too this year's been tough we've talked about that a lot but I think for me, like teaching is such a creative endeavor. And when I put myself out there and kids complain and say that it's boring and say that it sucks and they don't want to do this, it makes it hard to want to be creative again. Um, And I'm working really hard not to take that personally, but I think it isn't about me. It's about their out of practice of school and their out of practice of like being polite about things and just saying whatever they think. And like, that doesn't make it okay. But I think really with this three weeks, it's an opportunity that you could harness some excitement and do some really cool things and get them interested and hooked into your content. Or you could spend three weeks like ramming your head into the wall because their behavior is just off the rails. And And yeah, it's not, uh, I would like, you know add to that by saying it's not it's not an accident either if it like goes well um it's going to take some intentional planning around some engaging things maybe we think about uh the most engaging thing that has happened or the two or three most engaging things that's happened in the last three months and like use those as models for things to do for the next three weeks because they're going to be their minds are going to be elsewhere some of them are going to be going on vacations Mm. um, and they're going to start early some of them are going to be on vacations and they're going to start on time some of them are going to be anxious about seeing family members that they haven't seen like there's all kinds of things that are going to be flowing and if we want them to focus even a little bit on what we're doing it's got to be it's got to trump all that in the moment and uh, I think I was going to say one more thing about the creativity. Oh, and it's really what you said. Like, it's, I'm trying not to take it, take it personal when they say that something that I spent a lot of time creating is uh, boring and all those things. And I, I don't know if this helps anybody, uh, but I used to think to myself, like, you haven't even given it a shot. I can't, I can't trust your opinion about whether it's boring or not. I'll ask the other kids who are um, working on it if it's boring or if it's not worth doing. But you... 
I, I can't trust your opinion yet. You haven't even given it a shot. So I don't know if that helps at <laughs> all, also, but it just reframes it a little bit. Yeah, it's like it's a cop-out response it too, is. right? It's like, I'm not going to put any effort into this because I've decided it's done. Yeah. And so doesn't make it sting any wanna, less. I don't want to dwell on that part. It's like maybe yeah. that would help somebody else. Like, yeah, because we get told this sucks and it's boring. We get said that a lot, right? And I mm-hmm. stopped listening to the ones who wouldn't even attempt it like your your opinion doesn't count right now because you don't have any evidence to back up your claim yeah so um some things that are really easy and fun to do are kevin's talked about and i don't think we've talked about them this year but um they're like review games so you can one's called the dice game so you literally have a pair of dice and a sheet that they're it's literally a worksheet (laughs) with blanks that they're filling in and they they're racing to get doubles. And so if Jason and I are partners, I'm rolling, he's writing. When I get doubles, we switch roles. Um, and he would roll and I would write. And so that one, even my like awful eighth grade class that fights me about everything, every single one of the 39 of them in that room was playing. They filled it out, they knew the content. Like it, it's fun and it's fun to watch <laughs> as a teacher. Dice game is awesome, I <laughs> loved it. There's also table races, so kind of a similar idea where they have like questions they're answering, but you put a resource somewhere else in the room or like just outside in the hall that they walk to and can get the information. They can't like take anything to write down the information or take their phone to take a picture. They have to remember it and bring it back to their team. Um, And we can send out directions for both of those if people are interested and you haven't heard of them, but both of those engage even the most disengaged kids yes i have a lot of success with table races and dice game uh they were they were like requested these are like things that kids are like hey can we can we play dice game again and like sure uh, i'll have to plan that out we can't do it today but i'll i'll plan it in and so they're highly engaging it's nice review it's a nice way to review something or preview the table race was a great way to preview something you could hang that poster up or put that resource somewhere where they need to go find information and it's not necessarily review information you just they're going to gather it and then you can talk about it after the race is over um and it you know it's just a a different way to preview something yeah and then uh at boot camp kevin did like the clothespin bumper cars so you ask each other questions and then or, you know, earn people's clothespins to win the game and whoever has the most wins. Um, there was the egg race one that we did where in the little Easter eggs there were different kinds of questions and different tasks we had to do. Um, I think all of those are good ones. I think this is also a good time of year to like do more getting to know you stuff or just helping the kids connect to each other. Um, I have like a dice interview, so you roll a dice and then you answer the question that's associated with the number, um, just to get kids talking to each other more and getting to know each other. I think we do a lot of that at the beginning of the year, we're really good about that, and then it like fizzles out. But I think this is a time to bring it back and um, help them just connect with each other. That can bite us if we let it fizzle out um, because the community has to keep being built. It's not. It's not just, oh, I did that, checked it off, and I'm moving on. It has to continually be built. It, it, it's continually in flux as the kids, you know, 
set one of their bridges on fire and like somebody has to put it out like there's a conflict between two kids like that has to be built again and so I'm glad you brought that up it's it's good to keep bringing those things up and it continues that family uh, family feel I think another thing I wanted to touch on is that some of these things that we're talking about require very little time to prep like the dice game or the table race is kind of like on the lower end of things to prep whereas the egg hunt and um, clothespins the clothespins clothespins I guess is in the middle the egg hunt definitely would require some uh, upfront planning and and construction and uh, you know it's worth like sometimes it's worth it like you 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 get out what you put in and um, some things are high bang for your buck even if there's not much that you have to put in and then other things are high bang for your buck after you've put in the the work to prepare it it can backfire if we're not fully prepared and then we start like you said banging your head on the wall because what we had wasn't as engaging as thinking about my family flying in 10 days from now right I think this came from Kevin you can correct me if it was somewhere else but I think he talks about like with epic there's kind of different ways you can look at it like it could just be something that's unusual that that's not that's out of your routine a little bit and that can hook kids because it's different um this age group really likes variety and novelty and so something new can just capture their attention in a way that something you've done a hundred times won't um connection is another way that you can get the kids connecting to each other, connecting to you, connecting to um, the content in a different way. Like connection can be a level of epictivity. There's challenge, like maybe there's a way they can build or create or do something um, they haven't done before or to show you their understanding in a different way. And the last one would be competition. Um, So connection, challenge, and competition can like just up the engagement in those different ways. And I think it's important to have one. I don't think you can do all three in a way and do it well. Yeah, that might drive people nuts. <clears throat> might go too far. <laughs> I tend to land on the competition one. That one works for me. Uh, it's some. It's in how you sell it mm-hmm. a lot and how you sell it. If you just say, okay, we're going to, all right, get out your pencils. We're going to do dice game. Like, that might work for some kids, but if you sell it like, oh, I got a Jolly Rancher, yeah, um, <laughs> like some sort of reward or some sort of like you sell it, it it will you'll get more run with it that way um, in your presentation of how it's gonna go. And I I think this is a time where it maybe doesn't need to be about your content. Like yeah. you could use part of this time to build your class community and reignite some of those connections that kids had to each other in the beginning or help them see people in a different way or like work together to solve this challenge together um, or compete against each other. You know, I think you can use it to build that, build that community and that be your focus for the time. Um, I agree a hundred percent. You can, uh, if you haven't, dabbled with breakout edu yet sorry i'm going back to another strategy because it just popped into my head if you Mm -hmm. haven't dabbled in breakout edu yet um that is something that can work it's not it's not uh foolproof like dice game or table races um again you have to sell it in a certain way and the kids have to be in a right frame of mind but breakout edus can can really um 
generate uh, engagement with competition and like puzzle kind of things. Mm-hmm. Um, all of you who are listening have an account, whether you know it or not. Um, and it's winning. So, so you can use that. Um, not something that I would recommend you like come in on Tuesday morning and be like, okay, I'm going to do a break IDU. How do I do that real quick? Like, I wouldn't recommend that, but it's, it's an option of something else in addition to these things that are just different. Um, so, yeah. I think, too, it's important that you look at this time as uh, an investment in your class. Like, maybe you're losing a couple days of, like, content and math or English or whatever that you teach, but it could be an investment that ends up paying dividends for you in the future because you're connecting with them as humans and you're doing something to, to just keep their interest and hook them in a way. And so I think that's valuable. That's more valuable, I think, than any specific skill that any one of us might teach a kid. Like having them be humans and connect and, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry, be kind and, you know, recover some of this pandemic stuff that they've lost um, as far as connecting with humans. Like that's going to be much more valuable than any one single thing that we might teach on the last Wednesday before winter break like right (laughs) so well and I um web training teaches us some questions that you can ask after any activity to like elevate it from just oh we played this game to like we did this thing and it actually connects to like life or school you just ask what did you notice can you connect that to life or school um why do you think that happened and so those three questions can really take any game to like show them the lesson that they can take from it. And so I use that a ton. And another web tip is to stop at the peak of fun, like leave them wanting more mm-hmm. with whatever it is. If they're like, oh, you've done it right. You picked the perfect time. <laughs> because um, that means they're gonna keep thinking about that because it was fun and they were in the flow and they didn't even realize how close it was to the end of class. They're not like packing up and zombie herding toward the door. So I like that. That's, that's a great way to end it. Like find that perfect spot, right? That you can just cut it off and they'll be mad at you for cutting it off. <laughs> then it goes back to what you said earlier too. Like it buys you something down the road. Cause now you can pull it out again and they'll be like, Oh yeah. Yeah. And um, I have a ton of books and resources or ideas if you need something. Some of it I've done with your kids because they're in leadership, but if you want help with that, I can definitely brainstorm. All right, friends. Thanks for listening. We're almost there. (laughs) Bye.